Everybody, back to the Stabcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Mindy. How are we all doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, we're here to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street 4. We're back in our Freddy series. We said we'd get it done this summer. Now we're kind of creeping in in the fall and spooky season, and it's only fitting to keep talking about our man, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and, and like we explained to you guys, with streaming services and stuff, if we don't have the DVD in person... Yeah. We rely on streaming services. Yeah, and I'm subscribed and, to damn near every one of them. And unfortunately, this one, these movies were like, oh, well, we're going to put them all on Amazon Prime, see if you buy them all. And it's a- so we had to wait for a while for it to get put on HBO Max. Yeah, late August it got put on For us to be like, okay, well, now we can do this series. So we do apologize for being misleading. It's, I mean, it's not totally misleading, um, and we did other shit this summer, and also fucking yeah. And we've had a great summer with you guys so yeah. far, so well, we're excited now. to devil into into this one. I wouldn't call it a gem at all. Um, no. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm I'm gonna do a little PSA right now. If you have, like, if you vomit very easily, like you have a very big gag reflex. And you can't handle really gross stuff. Do not watch us. And we do get to say the title of the movie: Nightmare on Elm Street Four: The Dream Master. The Dream Master. Yeah. And this is coming right off the Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a direct sequel. And to me, so far, because I don't have much recollection in the next ones, and I'm excited to keep going in them and stuff. But to me, this is the most polarizing one so far. Instead of saying, like, objectively good or objectively bad or whatever. The first three I thoroughly enjoyed. This one I was way more fucking mixed up. And the fact that this made the most money in the series, except for uh, Freddy vs. Jason, obviously. Uh, but this, like, whopped in 49.4 off of 6.5, which is pretty damn good. Because yeah. this is, like, the this and all them were, like, the low-budget, make I pretty good money. I just played on, like, what they had last with the last movie with like the stupid magical powers and projection yeah. and stuff. It's not that like I think that they're stupid, stupid. It's just why do you need all that in a Freddy Krueger movie? I don't like the thing about the way Nancy was treated in the in the third movie was whether how you feel about her death, no matter what you want to say, her character and the legacy of what they kind of built with the first one, to me, was treated with a level of respect mm-hmm. and gratitude. And for a lot of people and a lot of fans of the series says Dream Warriors is the best movie in the series. 
I don't think that was given the same respect in this one at all. And especially since all the Dream Warriors are killed off within an hour in this fucking thing. I just don't, I, I didn't really enjoy, especially the way they took Kristen out, especially recasting her, and, and no offense to, to the girl. I still hate that fucking mother. Tuesday night did a f- all right job, but I thought Patricia Arquette was kind of had Kristen down. Yeah. And uh, I just, I don't really like how this, especially like my boy Kincaid was probably my favorite character in the last fucking, and I guess we're already in the spoilers now, but my boy Kincaid was probably my favorite fucking character in the movie. But let's not jump too ahead of ourselves. So basically, the first, but they're yeah. all kind of living their own lives yeah, at yeah. this point, but then she feels like he's going to come back. Yeah, Kristen so she's does. in the boiler room, and she actually calls for the two remaining Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. Joey and Kincaid. Joey and Kincaid. And Kincaid's like, damn, what the hell are you doing? Like, we already chopped up and burnt that bitch. Like, he's gone. He gone. And Joey's like, just reach behind you and look. Like, there's no heat. Cold. Yeah. And, yeah, you're so dreaming about it, but that's because it was a traumatic event. He's gone and she, okay and everything kind of went back to so-called normal but then Kincaid has an incident where he is asleep and he's dreaming about being in a junkyard and of course he tries to be a badass at first and stand toe to toe with Freddy but of course he loses and like mm-hmm. as soon as like he's dying he's Screaming for Kristen that Freddie's back, and it's like, you bitch. Yeah. You didn't believe her at all, and now you're fucking, no, fuck you. Um, I felt really bad for Danny. I had already brought this up in one of my top kills. I do think this is a very creative kill. Yeah. Danny? Yeah. Sucking in the water bed. Because basically both. Oh, Joey, Joey, Joey. Joey, yeah. Yeah. Because basically both deaths happen simultaneously. Yes. And just to kind of even start, like, before that and talk about, like, the director and, sh- and shit a little bit. Oh, my God. And, and because Rennie Harlan coming off this thing because the last one was not from him. And uh, Robert England is still here, of course. And it's funny to see him evolve with all of them. But the aggressive set that Chuck Russell had and the, like – the performance, and a lot of people said that was a really tough set, but that movie is a lot of people's favorites. Rennie Harlan, who's somebody that would go on to do some crazy fucking shit and have, like, a, a pretty damn good filmography, including Die Hard 2 and Deep Blue Sea, and just really, like, crazy movies. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this this is one of his first ones, and it is a very defi- divisive, because I feel like this is, like, uh, all right, we're going to go full on funny Freddy. This is going to be a fun Freddy. We're, we're not really being scary anymore. I think it was gross, not fun. Yeah. But this guy's directed so much shit, dude. And he's done an Exorcist movie. Fucking. Uh, it's just crazy. I love looking at filmographers, filmography sometimes, especially if they're normally a horror person. Because horror don't pay the bills up. So sometimes yeah. it'll be like horror, 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 Barbie's the Nutcracker. Yeah, superhero and movie. Like, yeah. What? What the hell? 
I really like horror, 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 horror Superman. Huh? Yeah, so. exactly. That's why I felt so bad for that uh, I, Sandberg or wh- wh- whoever that did the Lights Out, I believe, the, the big horror stuff. Yeah. And he went on to do Shazam and it got shit on. It's like, he's like, I'm going back to horror. He's like, I'm tired of this shit. Fuck you guys. And, and I don't blame him. But uh, this movie is just, to me, it's so... It goes one way and then it goes the other. And and kind of going back to like what happened to Joey and Kincaid. Kincaid was the best character in the last fucking movie, dude. He was fucking hilarious and it was awesome. And busting through the wall with the Kool-Aid man. And calling Jason a pussy. And, and just all that shit. And he has a dog named Jason. And that alludes to some shit. It's just very cool. And the fact that he fucking gets fucked up first. He's the first killer in the movie. And the fact that we were praising, you were praising specifically the stereotype and everything last time. And now they're like, yep, fuck that. It's like, this is bullshit. Kincaid deserved to fucking at least last last through halfway through. It just makes the fucking hook spot. He could fight. It just makes the Dream Warriors not mean too much. Exactly. For how good that last movie was, it just kind of shits on it a little bit by like, hey, two of the heroes, two of these, like, this superhero team we made in this movie a little bit. They're gonna die right away in the first one, and, and the other like one's going the halfway. Warriors, and then not having the warriors be in it. And it'd mean more if like Kristen made it to the end and had it, but like she died in a fire. Like it's a, like it, it did not have a hero sacrifice feel that Nancy had. You know what I mean? I mean in my she eyes, got, she got to die at a beach. Actually. Yeah. So I didn't like that shit as much. The, yeah, the water can't be as stupid as a cash grab. The waterbed pool thing was cool. That, I was, a that cool, was a cool visual. Him seeing the high, especially because of the lines with Joey and him wanting to fuck in there. And all Joey ever wanted throughout this franchise was to get a little bit of them yiggities. He just wanted get some cheeks. And he, all he wanted to do was clap little cheeks. And he, uh, he got lost in that, lost in the sauce again. He saw the chicken there, and then Freddy comes out. And that shot, the one thing you can say about this movie is there is some beautiful horror, like mystical shots throughout it that just the look. Cinematography is beautiful. It can be a very pretty film at certain points in the movie, and the shot of the blood, the blood like pool with the pillow like in the middle and shit, it just looked cool. It was yeah. a cool shot. But and Kincaid, the way he died, getting stabbed like kind of mer- like merciless like that, that was badass too. Even though it was like it shouldn't have fucking happened, but it was still it was there were cool deaths throughout the movie, and obviously a couple of these were on our top tens. Like, I, I, and we'll get to especially a cockroach one. A few of them were actually on their top ten. Yeah, they were. A few of them were on the. I don't think the waterbed made no, it. No, it was. It was mine. Oh, it was okay. But there was some crazy. I, I know cockroach and, and uh, my girl with the asthma. Yeah. But uh, did and, and we'll get to that. But there's just something about this movie that the kills were cool, and I don't mind the funny Freddy. I thought he was fine, and I thought he was entertaining, and I thought it, it wasn't scary anymore. Okay. It didn't have the feel of the second one to me. Yeah, but let's get into the meat and the potatoes real quick. Let's get it. So we all know that Kristen can pull people into her dreams. Yeah. So, Kristen ends up having a brand new group of friends that Daniel basically just described. And among those two people, there is a boy who I feel really bad. I can't remember his name. But he ends up dating her. And then Rick. her Rick. The martial arts man. And his youngest sister, 
Alice yep. becomes a part of their group. And Alice has a gift as well. And she's not able to pull people into her dreams, but she's able to enter into other people. Yes. And when Kristen had died, she reached out to Alice and gave her her power. So Alice, even though, like, during the um, school scene and whatnot, everyone was supposed to be frozen. And no one was able to supposed to move and figure out what's going on or even see him. So the fact that she could see him doing that to her friends and whatnot, that must have had to be traumatizing. Yeah. Alice was a weird role. And I'm going to go as far to say, and I don't want to be mean to her, and I know because... And we're already in spoilers, so the fact that she is kind of the dream master and the fact that Alice is kind of said to be the well, next... no, the dream master of poem that she reads. Yeah, but... Uh, okay, you're right. But Alice is the final girl of this movie. Right? Can we agree on that? We can agree on that. Do I think she deserves it? No. No, and that's what I was going to say. I think she's the worst final girl in, in this franchise so far from what we've seen. And even boy, because my boy Jesse's still right up there. Mm-hmm. Nancy, Jesse, and Kristen beat the fucking absolute shit out of her. And, and I, I enjoy it. And Dan, who would have thought Dan would make it that far? And, and like, make it that... Like, why Dan? And, and I'm sorry. I share a name with him, and I want him to... Wait, but, Dan wasn't in the waterbed? No. I got him to you keep somewhere else. Joey, that's Joey's the waterbed. That's Joey. Dan Jordan makes it to the end of the... He's like the jockey guy. Who, who, oh, that who, one. They go on a date at the end, and then with the water fountain shit. He's the, he's all right there with uh, Alice. He he becomes her like love interest. So the fact that Dan makes it to that like because and that tells you how forgettable of a character he is is your reaction right there. And, and you've seen this movie multiple fucking times. Dan, Dan Jordan really is one of the more unremarkable guys to make it to the end of a horror movie. Yeah. And he makes it to the next year, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't make it out of that movie. But I we'll get to that. We'll cover it when we cover it. Mm-hmm. But. The the Dream Warriors get killed off pretty quick, and this new group of friends, this is a, they didn't want, only Dan and Alice make it to the end of this thing. Yeah. So this wasn't like the last one where it's like, hey, bring everybody along. This was like, no, we're, we're, we're fucking everybody up. Yep. Yeah. Do we want to talk about uh, Debbie and the Cockroach? Or do you want to go more chronological to, order? I think we had to talk about Debbie and the Cockroach. Because we already did talk about the other one's asthma attack. Yeah, a little bit. And that was one that I think it was on both of our lists. That's and the, yeah, so we've already covered it quite a bit. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. So if you guys want to hear anything about Lisa's death, just go back to our other episodes. And that one's kind of a creepy one, too. And also, like, Lisa's very likable. Yeah. You know, and she's also like, she's one of those girls that like, she got casted in the nerd role and they're like, she's like actually like, like, like she's, she doesn't look like a nerdy chick, but they're like, let's throw glasses on her. <laughs> so like throw glasses on her and give her an inhaler and she's a nerd. Yeah. So that's kind of what they did with that character. I, I actually enjoyed her and I think she's one of the better characters in this franchise, even Absolutely. though she's another one that gets killed off. But uh, Debbie and the cockroach. She makes it pretty far because she's like the last kill to the end of the till uh, 
Because she's because she's after Rick, right? Rick gets fucked up and then her. Yeah. And then. Uh, oh. And, and well, Dan and Alice make it to the end. Oh yeah. But because Dan and, and Alice and Debbie are gonna get together. Sorry guys, I'm exhausted. No, you're good. That's why I'm over here like, oh yeah. No, you're cool. But uh, I I just because I watched this one a couple times because I I watched it one time and I was like. I have to see this again because I feel like like 50 different thoughts on it. 20% positive and, and like 80% like you're what like the fuck me. did I... You're like, I gotta watch this again. I think I'm being punked. Yeah, because after seeing this, like you start to binge watch a franchise or a TV show or something and you get invested in what's going on and the continuity of shit. And just seeing what this has kind of done to what we've seen in the past, it's like, eh, I don't love it. <laughs> uh, it's not bad and I, I don't know if the, the next one's amazing, but uh, this this one was definitely interesting, and like the kills were a good one, and Debbie and the cockroach, and him turning and her transforming into one. And basically, he transformed her into a cockroach guy that she was working out, and put her in a cockroach hotel and killed her. And he stomped on her, and doesn't she stomp on something earlier in the movie? Because it does he a co- bunch of foreshadowing co- shit. He stepped on a cockroach. This movie has a couple scenes to where it's like. This is like a foreshadowing the a kill that's gonna happen later. Yeah. It did a lot of that. Uh I thought the one thing about this one that I liked better than Dream War or I thought Dream Warriors was a little more interesting because of it was it had a little more of the adult factor. Mm-hmm. You had Nancy who felt a little more because Kristen still well, felt kid. Kristen still had the original kids. Kristen was yeah. the last of the original children. Yeah, Kristen, Kincaid, and Joey are still pretty young. So had them coming in, there really wasn't an adult factor like there was last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought the movie didn't – it felt more like the first one because of that, but it also kind of suffered a bit because not every kid was as interesting. Because I think, like, Lisa was a standout. Uh, Rick was all right. <laughs> His little martial arts, like, fucking uh, karate kid shit was fun. But it was also, like, why the fuck is we're wasting movie here? Yeah. But uh, what do you think? Because we talked on the Freddy f- all having all the souls in his body last time. And they kind of painted the canvas for that with the last movie. And the fact that they utilized that to defeat him this time and her doing the spell of the Dream Master and having all the souls come out and then, like, Casper the Friendly Ghost. I kind of think this Dream Master's home is fucking bullshit. Because if there is a spell to beat this motherfucker and you're telling me they didn't find out about it till 10 years later, what the fuck? What the, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I mean, I could have fe- fucking defeated him 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But no, I had to let him eat my mom and shit. <laughs> I had to let him eat my mom. And fucking kill me and my friends and whatnot. Like, fuck you. That's how I feel about that. It's like, seriously, there could have been a fucking cure? Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. It's the same thing as me being like, if the parents didn't fucking do anything, everything would have been fine. That's true. But. I I didn't. The face is coming. It was a cool visual and it was another good shot. But it was a little like, what the fuck are this? 
this one got way too fantastical and supernatural for my liking. For me, it was too gross. It was gross, too, but it was also like, this is just fucking stupid. There's spirits in his body, and they just fucking fly out. I know they did that, and they showed the faces in the last one. Yeah, but this is a but, lot more corny. Yeah, and this one, like, to use that, like, you can tell with the last one, they're like, this is what this, this is going to build to this. But it's like, this is bullshit. Yeah, this is corny. It's definitely a cash grab. Yeah, I didn't love it. And then the, the fucking spirits are just floating happily into the skylight, just like, okay, we're going to fly to heaven now. Well, because they saw how much money they made off the third one, so yeah. they wanted to see how much money they could make off the fourth one. And like I said, they made the most money they've ever made, so Rennie Harlan, you got to give them that. But I think Chuck Russell had a better movie. Absolutely. And out of all four guys that, that did this thing, Obviously, the first one, Wes Craven's original masterpiece, you can't fucking take anything away from it. But I think Chuck Russell, you would have to go second, and then Jack Shoulder, and then you'd have to put Rennie Harlan at the last. Because uh, Freddy's Revenge is a damn good movie. I didn't see that. Yeah, you did, the second one. Oh, yeah, that is the second one. The second one, Freddy's Revenge is a dead. That's a better movie than this. Mm -hmm. This is the worst one we've seen so far. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I did not hate it, but it's the word. I, it would, to me, if I'm going to start ranking them, it goes Nightmare 1, Nightmare 3, 2, and then this. Mm-hmm. And, and 3 and 2 is a really hard toss-up because I enjoyed them both a lot. I've enjoyed everything I've seen so far. This is my most – like, I'm going a 6.8 on this thing. Damn. I don't love this movie. And I've loved everything I've saw so far. So it's just kind of – it's hard for me because this one, it kind of like – Lost my lost me a little bit, and I was in it. I didn't get bored. I thought there was enough. Like it was obviously a enough crazy shit was going on to keep me interested, but it was I, it was not all good. There was a lot of bad in this, and there's been majority good in this franchise. The first three, if you stopped it at a trilogy, maybe. Like, have you guys ever like seen a car crash and it's so horrible that you can't look away? Yeah, that's kind of this movie. It's, exactly kind of this movie or like something horrible happening and you should look away but you can't like that's what this is yeah you should turn it off but the part of you is just like what the f- where are we going with that yeah exactly so um daniel said he'd give it 6.2 hey 6.8 um i'm gonna go ahead and give it a 5.7 oh shit you're really low on it I am because it really, really disappointed me. Yeah. And I also am starting to remember them now as I'm watching them. And I'm not looking forward to the next one. Yeah, the dream child kind of seems shitty. And I know Alice is kind of the final girl for that one, too, or at least I think. so. Yes and, yes and no. It has a lot to do with his mother. Okay. So that if you remember during the third one, it was that one detective dude that was hanging out, uh, one psychologist dude that was hanging out with Nancy all the time. She was seeing that Mary, um, Sister Mary Helena, well, Sister Mary Helena at the very last second was proven to be Amanda Kruger, whom was Freddie's mother. Yeah. That shit's nuts. So that's what this next one is going to devil a lot into. And that's uh, going to be held by Stephen Hopkins. It's funny we have a different director 
It's fun we get a different take of England every time. <laughs> you can kind of judge them all together. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, make sure that you're commenting and liking and whatnot. Um, right now, we can only really see comments through Apple Podcasts. So if you guys could go on there and give some comments, feedback, and just stuff that you want us to do and whatnot, that'd be really great. We would love to hear from you guys. As soon yeah. as we can get another public thing set, another public platform set up, and we can have conversations like this, that would be great. Drop a review. We're starting to do those kind of things. The mini reviews are starting to become a little bit longer because I am allowed 10 minutes on air now. Fuck, if we can get enough people involved, I'm down to start a Discord server. A Discord server. There you go. Where we all talk about horror and have a community and have fun in there. There you go, guys. Because so, Facebook's kind of, especially with horror, you you, yeah. you got to watch what you post. Exactly. Right. So we will, cre- we will create something for all of us to be misfits. Yeah, to hang out. We are misfits. Yeah, a Discord server sounds good. But uh, yeah, keep keep, yeah, keep liking, leaving a review, subscribing reviews on TikTok. Keep us up on there. We post and whatnot. Let people know what's going on. And Absolutely. We will see you guys next week with the dream child. With the dream child. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. Gotta keep them separated.